Are we ready, Spaghetti? Oh, we're ready, Spaghetti, for a disgusting episode about horrible people that I did not know why I had to partake <laughs> in. I, I'm upset. I felt ill. Uh, so welcome. Join us on this journey. Um, welcome to I Kill a Spider for you. My name is Catherine. And I'm Carmen. And you know what? We're together. I know! We are recording together. For the first time in ages. For months and months and months. We have been Zoom exclusive. So this is us recording together. You're going to get to hear our real, uh, I don't know, the palpable like chemistry slash ire we have for each other. <laughs> um, and also, for those listening, if it sounds a little echoey, we're in between tents, shall yeah. we say? Yeah. We're in between our um, magical <laughs> setup. So it's a little bit uh, echoey, but I was saying to Carmen before that I was listening to a podcast with Michelle Obama on it, and her audio wasn't good. So, so if Michelle <laughs> doesn't have to have good audio, then we certainly don't. No, absolutely not. And also, like, our audio is actually not bad, even if I it is echoey. Our audio is, like, absolutely dynamite not to, like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> to your own horn? Yeah, to my own horn, but it's like super good. <sighs> it is. I think so. Thank you. But what a, what a subject matter to use to get uh, to back together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm sure you'll have guessed from the title of whatever this episode is going to be called slash the description, but this is an episode that's about um, reality TV. 90 Day Fiance, actually. Specifically 90 Day Fiance, but that, I suppose... Chosen like by a, you, the fellow listeners. I didn't, didn't want to do this. I... Okay, I guess we should say also, our podcast is a podcast where we talk about a lot of different issues, and often we will talk about like politics and things like that, but sometimes we talk that are just exclusively important to us, mm -hmm. and um, reality TV and 90 Day Fiance is something that's exclusively important to one of us obviously not <laughs> it's um, Carmen's like comfort food for her soul yeah like anytime Carmen's feeling down chicken soup for the soul yeah but it's reality TV <laughs> yeah. trash yeah anytime she's feeling down I'm like you wanna watch Wonder's Soul <laughs> wanna my big fat gypsy wedding feel better Carmen? yeah that's how it usually goes and um yeah you, you guys voted it, this is your fault you did this to me and made me watch um a couple episodes of nine day fiance which i did not enjoy no i'm so sorry do you want to get into like how you feel about nine day fiance sure. or like why you enjoy is <laughs> of a show. So first I want to say that the reason we watch 90 Day Fiance is not just for me, but I, you know, on social media, on the lovely gram, um, asked people to vote on which reality shows they wanted you to watch. And it was between, I think, I think it was between Beyond Scared Straight, The Jersey Shore, and 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. And people pick 90 Day Fiance the most. Naturally. So, you know, it could have either, it was a close call between this and The Jersey Shore, so... You know, would I have preferred the Jersey Shore? The Jersey Shore? I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> would I have preferred the Jersey Shore? Probably. Yeah, and like I follow like um, Snooki and JWoww on on Instagram, and I'm not ashamed. So I love 90 Day Fiance much like I love a lot of reality shows. So here's the thing: I don't like reality competition shows. So I'm not gonna watch Big Brother, Dance with the Stars, blah blah blah, The Bachelor, or The Bachelorette. I don't like those. I think those are <laughs> trash. Survivor is the absolute worst. But I love a good trash TV show about normal people that don't really matter. Are they normal? Well, there's some questions about that. But, like, they're, like, ordinary. Like, they're not, like, celebrity has been. I they're guess. not, like, Ken and Barbie-looking people for the most part. Yeah. I mean, maybe in the newer seasons. But, yeah, like, I don't like the Real Housewives. Maybe the Real Housewives of, of Atlanta, but, like, otherwise. <laughs> even though there's exceptions. But even that. But, like, I still, you know, like, I'm not really a fan of the rich people stuff. But... I like 90 Day Fiance just because when I started watching it, like the first season ever, I've been watching it since then. And it was like really wholesome and like, but also it was like just a bunch of Americans bringing in these like usually women from other countries and yeah. like their families being like, they're just, they just want their green card. Like that's all they want. And then like, as the seasons go along, they've made spinoffs. Yes. As you saw. Yes. So um, they've made spinoffs and then they have like um, all of these people for the most part end up having like huge social media followings and like are influencers and make all this money. 
And like the more that the show is on, the trashier it gets, and like the the less believable these couples are. And um, I just enjoy some of the tropes. Some of which Catherine has definitely noticed the old white women with the Nigerian men. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, but I just think it's interesting because part of it, first, it was like, for me, it was interesting to see kind of the racism that played into everything with like Americans thinking, like, oh, well, you're American, so obviously they want to be here. They don't want to be back home. Like, they are just moving there here. There was a lot of that. Yeah. But then there was a spinoff that's called 90 Day Fiance the Other Way. Which is when people move to, like, another country outside of the U.S. To try to get with To try and, like, stay with their partner. So, like, people have been to, like, Ethiopia and Korea and places like Brazil, whatever. So, people do travel. So, then it, like, then that turns into its own thing. But truly, I just love how fucked up they all are. Because I'm like, so you've seen 6,000 red flags. And And you're you're like... I so love this him, is fine. or this is fine, or I love her. She would never do anything to betray me. Literally, when we were watching today, Carmen was like, never let this happen to me. She was like, never happen. And I was like, Carmen, I would throw you down the stairs. Like, <laughs> I would I'd punch you in the face. I'd disown you. Like, I would beat the shit out of you. I'd make sure you understood that this was not a good situation. Like, you can count on me. Yeah. But also, Carmen was like, oh, it makes me feel better. Because she's like, I thought I was bad. These people are insane. Now, it's a great, I'm telling you, I'm going to say at least 50% of people watch the show exactly for that reason. I mean, I think so too. But um, I gotta say, so what we watched today was the first episode of the first season of 90 Day Fiance, Mm -hmm. which was boring. Yeah. Very, very boring. And I said, Carmen, show me some better trash. Because I was just (laughs) like, if we're going to talk about this, I cannot talk about how these Wholesome it is? wholesome well maybe not wholesome wholesome is not the <laughs> word but they're all the men who look exactly the same they're just like white men in their like 30s-ish 40s-ish Man. desperate sad they're 20 year olds 20 year olds from russia or yeah basically from russia for, and like from brazil and they're out of their leagues in every way and it's upsetting and, um, <laughs> uh-huh. it was, but it was also kind of boring and then she showed me something where, well, here's the thing. I have seen clips of my baby fiance for Carmen's sake. And also on my own, just because it's come up as like a meme or a joke or something. And I've been like, oh, what's that? Um, so we watched something from not, I guess, the last season, but the season before that. Yeah. The so, season with the man with no neck. Yes. Okay. It's called 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days. Before the 90 Days. Another now, this man. Off. Okay, his name is Ed. I guess people call him Big Ed. He is a thumb come <laughs> I didn't know thumbs could speak. I didn't know they could walk and talk and breathe and sweat, but apparently they do all of those things. And sweat, he does an abs a lot. Oh, like too much. He's so ugly. He's this man who's like in his 40s, 50s, and he is a thumb, and he has a horrible, like, patchy, weird facial hair. Yeah. And no I, neck. I really can't. I cannot. And no neck. I cannot. And he's four foot nine or something. Emphasize enough how little neck this man has. And how little he, he doesn't is. doesn't have a neck. Like I'm saying, it's, it goes head to shoulders and there is nothing in between. And like, so it's funny because we are in an age where everyone's like body positivity and like all bodies are beautiful and like let's. But celebrate, but I see him and he makes me physically ill. We were eating food and I was starting to get sick. <laughs> him. I was like, I can't look, I can't watch this. But it's also like Big Ed is one of those people who like, I saw him and I was like, this is a very interesting looking person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one way to but, put then, it. but then also like in my head, I was like, mm, not okay. Cause he's probably shorter than five, six, which he definitely is. He's like four foot nine or something or like four foot 11. And like, I have some biases about extremely short men. Um, not, I'm sure not all, not all short men, but, um, you know, this uh, age well, Carmen. <laughs> uh, I, men it's, under five, six terrify yeah, me nothing. because they have Le- Napoleonic complex. Listen, yes, yes, yes. And you're a taller woman. I understand. <laughs> but this man, Catherine, has Napoleonic has Napoleonic complex to like the nth degree. Yes, and he's very upsetting to look at. And the woman he's with is this like I don't know four year old girl, <laughs> um, and she seems very nice and very you know together. Yeah, she's like, like twenty no, something. No shade on she's her, like in but her she, 20s. she does look like she's his great grandchild. And um, oh, Rose, she's very seems to be very assertive and like 
She has it together. She has it together. She's one of the few like, I really have no women her. who has it together and is like, go fuck yourself. But I don't like, like you. But like, don't treat me like this. That's what actually was. She chose that guy makes me question her. You know, listen, listen, gold diggers out there. This is a message from me to you. Do your research. Like, you do not have to settle for a necklace man. <laughs> you can get a richer man. And he can still be ugly, but make him richer than him, less of an asshole. Because this other yeah, thing is that this guy is asshole. a fucking asshole. And he keeps interrogating her about her sexual history. And he's, like, really awful. And he's disgusting. Yeah. And he's disgusting. And you know what he is? Disgusting. <laughs> Makes me fucking sick. I don't ever want to see his face again. <sighs> I didn't I didn't like it one bit. I was so mad. And I I don't want to want to, I, don't, I kept telling Karma, I don't want to watch this. Like, I don't want to see him. <laughs> he made me very sad and very upset. And I I really... Well, here's the thing. Who, Car- I asked Carmen this off mic, but I'm going to ask her again. First, I asked her, Carmen, would you rather fuck him or a water buffalo? <laughs> and Instead of water buffalo. The answer is easy. Water buffalo. <laughs> but the real question is, Carmen, and you have to answer, that is not an option. Would you fuck him or Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. Can, I'm telling you neither. Listen, I'm saying there's no... I'm about to say gunpoint. Oh, R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Honestly, my mother would actually be like fully like, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. me and my mom. Like, yeah. yeah. Sorry. No. No, thank you. That's not happening. He's actually so gross. And one of the things that I think... Okay. So people, when they first meet me, I feel like we don't really... I think they like hear me talk, especially in like um, like an academic setting or whatever. Like if I've been in school, and when I'm like, I love Ninety Day Fiance, people are always shocked. Oh, really? They're shocked, yeah, because like, well, they don't know me how you know me, but then also they're just Fair. like, they're like, oh, you know, she's she has like a, a depth of knowledge and like whatever, and then they're like, sorry, you watch what you. <laughs> you watch that, and I'm like, yeah, it's fucking amazing. Even sometimes people will like be really shy and be like, oh, I like follow Snooki on Instagram and I'm like me too bitch me too um but I have this professor and I remember (laughs) she came to my work at one point and she was talking to me about something and she was like well you know Carmen she's like you know reality tv is like a great outlet and I was like I love 90 day fiance do you love 90 day fiance and she's like she's like listen to me all you have to say, she's like, it is great anthropological research. Do you understand me? It is a great way to study how human beings are doing. She's like, you can look. She's like, you can see the socioeconomics that come into it, the systemic racism, the ableism, everything that sits in there. You can find it in reality TV. You just say you're doing it for research. Just say you're doing it for research purposes. And from then on, I was like, if she, if this brilliant woman can watch it, just be like, it's research. I can do the same thing. I mean, that is an out, I guess, for you, <laughs> specifically social workers listening to that. Um, but there are some tropes that I find a little worrying. Okay, so the one about, like, oh, they're coming from poverty, and clearly they want to have a green card. Number one, of course they do. But the now, way they show... That, though? What, what is wrong with that, What is wrong with that, number one. Two, the way they show... You know how TLC will do that thing where it's, like, coming up next, yeah. like, later on in the episode, as if you're not already watching some yeah. episode... They kept doing this thing where they were showing this girl saying this line where she's like, oh, I'm afraid of the road. Yeah. As if to, like, show, like, oh, she must be from the backwoods. She's yeah. afraid of a road. Like, and then when you actually watch the clip, it's, like, not anything. No. Or they did that, the same sort of trick where they were, like, it made them seem like they were having a fight, but they weren't. They weren't. And then when you actually watch it, they're just fine. Fine. But, yeah, they really are playing up the, the drama of, like, oh, they're here for the green card, which, by the way, by the way, there's to be. Can we just say there's nothing? There's I don't think there's that. anything wrong with that. One, but number two, if you are a man, because it's mostly men, mm-hmm. but a person who is involved with a person from overseas who you met on a dating website <laughs> for international dating, and then they are there for a green card, don't be surprised or angry with them. What's wrong with you? There was this one with some guy who's oh. some hideous man who looked like a serial killer. Um, apparently Jeffrey. he had like a criminal record he told me yeah, and he was so upset with the woman he was with he was like oh I just think you're here for a green card and, and like oh do you have an ex-American lined up and I'm like bitch she better this guy is number one crazy and number two does not understand the social contract he entered the people on these shows are crazy you went on a dating and on a foreign dating site yes and you thought she better not get with any other foreigners yeah just and also me. you thought 
oh, she must be here for completely altruistic reasons, like just for love. What are you talking about? Number one, even a relationship in your own country isn't just for love. If some man is like a bum, you're not going to be like, yeah, sure, that's the man for me. Um, I, I really, I, I'm trying to like, I guess, use the word crazy less. Those people are fucking crazy. <laughs> they are so, not well. They're not. They're not well humans. That's one way to put it. I do often wonder. Like I find myself analyzing people's people's behavioral patterns. Yes. Uh, because as as I am a social worker, that is sometimes something you are want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is that woman who. This is old news to everyone who watches 90 Day Fiance, but when I bring her up, everybody's general response is either a very deep sigh mm-hmm. or just visceral anger of how stupid she is. And yes. this is Yolanda. Yes, I wanted to talk about Yolanda because Yolanda was on the episode that we watched. We can, I can, I can briefly explain her situation. Yes, please do. So Yolanda is a woman who's like maybe in her 40s, like late 40s, early 50s or something. And, you know, she has three grown kids. They're like, or they're like teenagers. And um, her husband had died a couple of years before that. And she was also extremely overweight. And she lost a ton of weight. And um, also, you know, dealing with the death of her husband. And so sure, she sure, sure. Uh, met a man online. Uh-huh. Named I do. Williams. Williams uh, with an S. Um, who, um, he uh, said he was from, he was British. Uh-huh. Um, and sent her pictures of this, like, stock... A stock photo. photo. I, I stock see the photo. images watermark on it. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's how bad it was. Photo. It was a stock photo of this, like, bodybuilder. <laughs> it was not a person. And then, you know, there are things that came up. Like, she had never talked to him, like, like video chat. She's only ever talked to him on the phone and, like, oh or through text message. And they've been talking for seven months. And she's like, oh, well, he just, you know, he can't afford the phone and he broke it. So that's why How's the camera. How is he? What? What? Because apparently the camera's broken, but everything else. Okay, okay, okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Her. His he has a phone, but the camera's broken. But he has an Instagram. Because the whole thing is about like her talking to him through Instagram and meeting him on Instagram. So he has an Instagram. But allegedly. at some point, his phone, his camera broke. It didn't have a computer either. Apparently, and not. there are no libraries in his area. Probably. Okay, so the, so red flag I, number uh, one to twenty is yeah. that one. <laughs> um, also, she talks. She does talk about his sexy British accent. Oh. I've, if I, if I've ever heard a Nigerian before in my life, that's a Nigerian <laughs> man. And it was funny because I think. My friend Jane, who uh, has guested on our <laughs> podcast, who's guested on her podcast from Black Queens Republic, shout out to Jane. Um, I remember I sent her that exact clip for that thing because I think at the time she hadn't watched it. And I was like, this is what's happening. And I sent it to her. And she's like, that is a Nigerian man, Carmen. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. So she constantly talks about his sexy British accent and everybody else on the planet is like, that is a Nigerian accent. That is a Nigerian accent. So, of Nigerian. <laughs> so, that's the other trope. The older, not very attractive for many, many reasons, white ladies. We're always blonde. We're always blonde. With, with like an African man of some sort. Generally Nigerian. Generally Nigerian. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> I don't, oh, all right. You okay. don't get it. I don't, I, I, I have a problem. With everything that's happening in it. Because, number one. Okay. Uh, okay. So, the guys <laughs> look just gross anyway. Like, they're not even... Yeah, they're even not the attractive ones, Even the ones who are, like, who are, like, you're, like, ah. You're, like, no. I can yeah. see crazy in your eyes. Yeah. They're ugly. They're not attractive. These women come to Nigeria old as shit, Texas weathered from, by, by the sun's skin. Yeah. Just, like, fly away, thin, icy white blonde hair it's just a nightmare to behold and they're always like overweight in a way that's like overweight (laughs) I I, I couldn't I couldn't and then beyond all of that their faces just be busted well yeah and I think like there's been people on the show who are overweight that's the other thing there's like a fair bit of like fat phobia stuff because there's some people who are overweight on the show and people are very like rude about it but they're still like they're good looking and whatever also some of them have money whatever but these women are just like rude yeah have a horrible attitude are also like like overweight is like the least of our worries the least of our worries but to be just, honest it's just a like it's just a like 
but also general, I think they're better than everyone. But they think they're better than everyone because they're like, oh, well, he's in Nigeria, so I'm better than you because I'm an American. Yes, that's true. Which makes it so much worse. So there was literally the conflict in the episode we were watching was this older white lady was upset. Busted white lady. Busted woman. Was upset that her Her Nigerian name is baby prince, girl Lisa and Catherine. Her Nigerian <laughs> prince scam um, had a music video with a girl in it who wasn't her. As if this man's going to put this old, fat, white lady in his video. She's like, he wrote the love song for me. And she keeps calling the guy who made the music video an idiot. Who, okay, okay, you know, here's the thing we have to talk about. Here's the thing that's, that I did actually kind of enjoy. Uh-huh. Was the faces of everybody's friends. <laughs> yeah. Because I could find myself in the episode. I could yeah. relate to someone. Which is the friend of the person being like, are you sure? Are you sure? Except for the fact that I would be much more vulnerable. Yeah. There's occasionally a friend who's like, what the fuck are you doing? Or like, uh, I don't think this is a good idea. And that friend is me. Yeah. That friend is me, but I would be, uh, trust me, Carmen, you ever. I would be like, you're like, no. so I met a man on an international dating site. But like, like, why no. would you go? This is, this is my question. I have a, okay. I have a hard time thinking about going on a date with somebody who lives in Mississauga. Right? Like, if somebody was like, meet me at square one. And for and people don't understand this. They don't live in Toronto. But, if, but if like, we're talking about, we live in Toronto, basically. And, like, if anyone's outside of, like, Toronto, in the greater Toronto area, that is too far trek. Yeah, like, come to Hamilton, come to Mississauga. Even, come even, to, even within Toronto. Like, I live in Etobicoke. I would never date anyone in Scarborough. That's fair. As long as it's, like, close to the subway line, I'm pretty good. But, yeah, if you tell me you live in Pickering... Or, like, next to Pickering or Oshawa or whatever the fuck. Oakville? Get out of here. Bye. It's not happening. And these people purposely go on these international dating sites that are, like, it's, like, Russian, like, the Russian-Ukrainian dating sites or, like, whatever else. But, like, yeah, I mean, I just think it's, like, a study in white privilege, to be honest, half the time. Because, Because it's often these men who are, like, they only want me... They are, yes, they're on these international dating sites, but they're only talking to me. They're not talking to anybody else. Right. And like, if they are talking to somebody else, they're like, how dare they? I, I've been here. And you're just like, you're also two to three times their age. It's okay. Here's the thing. Like, where do you get this idea that you're the best thing ever that ever happened? Okay. Back to, let's circle back to Big Ed, that guy. Well, this is exactly the problem. This man is, this man is... He is, this man is horrible to behold. He is horrendous to behold. And he is horrendous on the ins. He doesn't have any, like, cause someone could be horrendous to behold and be lovely. lovely. It could be lovely and it would make them be like, you know what? Why not? Yeah. This man, this sweaty thumb, big to big toe man is horrible to behold and an <laughs> asshole and thinks that he is better than the woman he's trying to get with who is young and beautiful and clearly intelligent and competent. Yeah. Because, but because she's from the Philippines, he is a kid. Yeah. And he thinks that he's so much better than her and he thinks he's the shit and he thinks he's just like, oh, so wonderful. Who wouldn't want to be with me? And he's like straight trash garbage, garbage monster. Yeah, so the story with Ed and Rose, because since it already came out, it's not like it's a spoiler, but um, essentially they were together. And so a few of the highlights of of, of their story is that, you know, Rose is from a really small rural town in um, the Philippines, and she's beautiful, and she's young, and she has a son. And they've been talking for like two years. So he's finally coming. Two years? Yeah, yeah. And they're finally coming. Like he he goes to the Philippines to get engaged with her. I know. What, what, What a waste of time. So she, but like the other thing was that like he would talk to her in a way where I was like, are you dumb? Like what's wrong with you? So first there was the issue with the STI test. Yeah. So he wanted her to get an STI test, but he didn't want to get an STI test because he, it was like, he was convinced that she had been like either been sleeping around or was sleeping sleeping around. around. And he's like, I want to know your past. I want to know your past. And it's like, who cares about what? Okay. You you're you're being choosy right now? Okay. Yeah. And so then that happened. And then also he complained about the fact that she wouldn't shave her legs and told oh. her to shave her legs because he said that it wasn't pretty or wasn't nice to feel. And then he preferred to oh. feel shaved legs, which like, even if he did that in the U.S. That'd be like, not my, get the fuck out. Yeah. 
I mean, shave my legs? I mean, I shave my legs all the time, but that's just because I like feeling my legs. But if a guy was like, you have to shave your legs, I'd be like, guess who's <laughs> never shaving her legs again for the rest of her life? I'm a spiteful bitch. So uh, the answer yeah. is new. And then he complained about the fact that she had bad breath, which like, if it were normal circumstances, I'd be like, fine. But the way he brought it up was really rude. And then she was like, you know, I have an ulcer. And you know that, like, my, mm. my like, digestive issues are because of my ulcer, and I've told you that before. Got it. Because he bought her toothpaste because he said she had bad breath. Oh, wow. And she was like, well, no, you know I have an ulcer. Like, you know that that's why. And so he did that. And then the best part of that was that after everything, he had been talking about how he didn't want any more kids and he needed to go get a vasectomy and whatever. That's what he was saying in his, like, confessionals or whatever. His, like, aside conversations with the producers. Because he had, like, a 23-year-old or a 20-something-year-old daughter. Like, he had a grown-ass daughter. A daughter the same age as the woman who was trying to Yeah, if not older. And um, so he's like, no, I don't want kids anymore. She has a kid that she's... If she comes with me to the U.S., like, she has a kid that she's going to be bringing with her. And he's like, I don't know how old he was. But he's, like, not a baby, you know? He's, like, seven or something. And he's like, so I'll have enough with, like, her and, and with her kid. He's like, I don't want any more kids. But she had been telling him since they had gotten together that she really wanted more kids. And she would bring it up in the sense that she was like, I'd love to have kids with you. Why? Why? I don't know. But the point is, is that he waited until the very last minute that they were together to be like, so here's the thing. You know how you kept talking about how you wanted kids and how I was like, sure. Turns out I've never actually really wanted any kids with you. (sighs) And he had the audacity to be shocked at the fact that she dumped his ass right then and there. Oh, she, when I tell you she dumped his ass, she was like, you're a liar. You make me feel like shit. I don't want to do this anymore. And she left. And he was like, oh, she just needs to cool down. He comes back to the hotel room. This bitch gone. is gone. She went back home. She was like, I don't need to stay in this That's hotel. That's fucking good. And she just fucking left. And that, that, for me, was one of the best 90 Day Fiancé moments. Because I really think he got his comeuppance. But then he had the audacity to be like, she just used me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, first of all, sir, if anybody's using anyone, yeah, it's you. And then you were a liar. And you're gross. And you're so gross. He even lied to her about his height. Which like that again, wouldn't come out. Like, again, okay, fellas, the few men that may or may not listen to this. <laughs> the 1.5. You know, you're going to go out with someone. And they haven't seen you in person. Don't lie about your height. Yeah, that's it'll come out. I know what a five five is. I don't need. I don't need you telling me you're five nine when I'm taller than you. (laughs) So you know, just a thought. But I think Ninety Day Fiance does this thing. Like it's slowly getting trashier and trashier, and like less believable and less believable. And it's so obvious that so many people just want to be on the show to like get famous because a lot of them end up having like you know they do like the weird like flat tummy tea like ads and stuff on the front on like Instagram so they make a fuck ton of money doing those things and like depending on their persona and how they're doing like they actually make so much money um so I think a lot of people go on it to like do that like that guy with the felony charges with that Russian lady yeah the one with the who had the gall the nerve to be like oh are you seeing other men do you have other men on on call for when you're done with me and I was like she better um, so, uh, he is like a wannabe actor. Oh God. So that's that. Um, there's also one woman who, uh, and was, I didn't you say his, uh, charges that he had were domestic abuse charges. They were like, yeah, domestic violence. Charges. He looked like it. Yeah. He looks like it. You didn't even see him with his weird, ugly nipple tattoos. Whoa. So, um, there's also a Nigerian, a woman who got with a Nigerian man who you didn't see this season. Um, I think her name is. Was it the other white lady? Yes. The other fat white lady. Yes. That lady made me sad. I remember one of the first She's also extremely abusive towards her Nigerian husband. Honestly, he deserves it. This is his fault. That is his fault I mean, he chose to be there. I don't don't understand understand it. Um, Uh, He also really likes Donald Trump, which is why he wants to go to the U.S. I don't understand. But anyway, so she has been on Jerry's... No, she's been on Maury twice. She's been on Maury twice. Yes. So she's been on Maury twice. And then I think maybe Jerry Springer. So, so, um, and her, her, her daughter is, um, one of her daughters is apparently in jail for child molestation. Ooh, fun. So it's just one of those things where like, I don't truly understand what's happening. A vein in my forehead is like throbbing. (laughs) Um, 
And so what we, what we need to remember, like, I like this show because I just like, I sit there and it blows my mind. I've had a moment. I had a moment, Catherine, there was this one episode I was watching because there's 90 day fiance happily ever after, which is like after they get married, uh-huh. they're never happy. Um, or for the most part, I don't think they're happy where I fully, I was watching them by myself during the pandemic. Some shit went down. I got the fuck up off my couch, walked around the room in shock came back and sat down and I was like, what, what just happened? Because it was so shocking. What happened? Spoiler alert for whatever this is that I was talking about. Okay. So there's this woman named Kalani. And so she is half Samoan, half um, like American U.S. So her story is that she went to Samoa to visit, like to go on a trip, like a vacation. And she fell in love, fell in love with some Samoan guy who worked at the resort. Who she ended up sleeping with. So she was also supposed to be a Mormon, not having sex, whatever. Oh, a Mormon. Had sex with them. Got pregnant immediately. Oh. Had they had sex once, she got pregnant. Sure. So he is a giant man-child from Samoa who's very sexist and piece of shit. Got it. So she had a kid with him, and then she had yet another kid with him. Oh, no. Don't do that. Very shortly after she gave birth. And um, she, her dad is like... You know, her dad is one of those people, like, her mom is white, and uh, he is very, like, I didn't want you to get with a Samoan for this exact reason. They're <laughs> terrible people, blah, blah, blah. Which is, like, its own self-hate issue thing, because he got with a white lady. Yes. So, anyway, the Samoan man has a family, has a, has a, has a, a sister and a mother, and um, the, they said that traditionally, he, if he moves to the U.S., he has to send them money. Okay. But he's not making any money, really. He makes like, so Kalani, because she has two small children, live, is like a stay-at-home mom because she has to be because she yeah. has two tiny babies that she had one after another. And he um, makes about $1,000 a month oh, for, that is not so, for all four of them. And they live like with her mom or something or live with someone. The point is, is that they're not good financially. No. Nope. And his mother and his sister came to meet with like her by herself and them. Cause she was like, I just want to like clear the air. Like he doesn't have any money to give you. What am I supposed to do? Like, what do you want me to do about this? Because we can only send you like a hundred bucks a month to Samoa. We don't have more money to send you. Yes. And they were like, well, you have to send us money. We need a thousand dollars a month. And she's like, we don't have a thousand dollars, so would you prefer that your grandchildren live in poverty yeah. so that you can have your money? And the mother goes, I don't. She's like, I don't care about the about the kids. <laughs> I got, I was like, what? And I got, a, I walked, a, and then the sister was like, what? You you can't go to work. You're just lazy. You're just gonna stay home and do nothing. And she's like, you're asking me if I'm lazy. And you're asking for money. And you're asking for free money, please. She's like, I don't understand how that works. And I was like, the the fucking balls on these women i was i was lit i think everyone was just livid so livid that they just <laughs> did the reunion like two weeks ago and angela who's the one who's been on maury who has the nigerian boyfriend told this sister-in-law off like i've never seen someone tell somebody off and when i am on side with a trump loving angela over you <laughs> you need to reevaluate your life you need to reevaluate your life and so it's like things like that that I live for where like it's so shocking to you like you could never imagine like you sit there and you're actually holding your head going like did that just happen like the Yolanda happen. situation I'm like I, you just want to like get through the TV and smack up yeah just what the fuck are you doing like can you hello get wake together. up wake get up together. wake up and then they don't um, and like the thing is Yolanda has kids and even her kids look dismayed yeah, they said something in the episode about, like, she was, her friend was like, you know, Yolanda's had a really hard year, and blah, 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 she's like, are you sure that you want to be with him? And then Yolanda was like, yeah, no, he's wonderful. She's like, you sound just like my kids. My kids don't trust this guy. And I'm like, listen, lady, listen He's not kids. real. Oh, oh, speaking of not real. Okay, okay, okay. So there's that one more man, one, that man. That, uh, oh, yeah, the, yeah, how did we forget him? And David? Something? Whatever. The guy who's in love with a Ukrainian lady who he has not He's seen. He's been in the relationship with this woman for seven years. years. And he has not seen her in real life. And I was like, literally to Carmen, I was like, so where's the big fat 400 pound man that's going to meet with him at the end of this 
Turns out she's real. Can you imagine but it, it turns crossover was, with Catfish? Oh, so great. But it turns out she's actually real. The biggest surprise of that season was that she actually existed. I don't know. I don't and think she so. actually turned up. I, it's Catfish. I think it was, I think it was like a cross. A hologram? Catfish. Um, so Just she's like, no, no, she's real. I met this girl. She's wonderful. We get along really well. She's it's real. Perry. She was. <laughs> she's real. But, um, she, I think she accepted his proposal, but she wouldn't kiss him. She didn't really want to touch him. I don't think they, they got it on at all. And when he tried to give her a phone to talk to her over the phone, she made up some fakakta excuses. She was like, oh, I can't. I can only use a specific website. Because I'm a bot come to life. Uh, Yeah. Like, Like, when he goes to touch her, his hand goes through. Like, I I really can't. But that's another, but that's why I watch the show because sometimes you just don't, like, it's a level of not understanding where somebody is coming from. That yeah. really fills me. It's like when I watch Hoarders, and I'm like, how did you let it get that bad? Yeah. How did you How did you get to the point where you were like, ah, cockroaches everywhere. Yeah, and this is fine. fine. It's fine. You have the problem because you don't appreciate cockroaches. Okay, so here's the thing. Carmen keeps saying about how, like, like the reasons why she loves the show. And I have to, I'm, I have to talk about why I can't do reality <laughs> TV. Uh-huh. Because the thing about reality TV is that it makes me so sad. sad. It makes me sick and sad. Like, I can't feel too much joy. I know I sound like I'm having some fun, but like actually watching it was a very painful experience. Yeah. It makes me sad. It makes me bored. It makes me sick. It makes me <laughs> sick. Like I felt ill. Literally ill. And like they're so, they're just, what happened to them in their life and nobody loves them? Does, do they not have like a mother or a sister or anybody? And it's not like I'm like projecting like, I'm like, oh, that would be me. Because bitch, that would never, never be, be you. I am, I, never. Not I am once. It, I, 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 think it's, I think it's just so far from anything I could ever possibly do that I fully can't understand it. <laughs> but also it just like, even like Tiger King. Tiger King made me so sad. I felt so bad for every, all those for people. I am all of the people. All the people who worked there, who were like weirdly brainwashed because they were so desperate. This man preyed on them. And the tiger, I, I was trying to watch Tiger King. I was trying to enjoy it. And then that man came and put a tiger in a suitcase, the tiger baby into a suitcase. Oh, and yeah. I was like, I can't. I had to turn that thing off. I couldn't, I really, it was too much to bear. Like, <laughs> and so most of reality TV is just like, deeply troubling and deeply sad which is actually funnily why i prefer things like like i don't watch survivor but i remember i watched survivor when it first came out like i watched it with my grandma when i was like oh what come out like 21 maybe i feel like i was like 10 years yeah, old yeah. Like nine years old watching yeah. survivor the first season i watched that with my grandma and to me that's just like a weird competition show you know so that's not so bad or dancing with the stars it's like a weird competition show so it doesn't like fill me with dread I have watched The Bachelor a couple times, exclusively in large groups of women. I honestly feel like with at least another woman right. present, right. The Bachelor is a wonderful experience. But I watch. feel like you would feel similarly about 90 Day Fiancé, because here's what you don't know. 90 Day Fiancé oh has like a sea of, of, of those of us that watch it, and we share memes. No, no, you know no, who no, no, you no. are. It's just it's such it's magic. Not, it's the concept that's <laughs> not as sad. See, they're going on this thing for relationship, right? Which is crazy, but it's so false that I can't feel sad for anybody. Fair. Ninety Day Fiance has sincerity in the eyes. Like even <laughs> the ones who are there for Instagram followers have some level of like, well, this is a good idea. Even if you did it yeah. just for the Instagram followers, you thought it was a good idea to go on a show and portray yourself as the worst version of yourself, and that would be beneficial to you. So, like, no matter where you come from, it's just like troubling, and I, it makes me young. Sad. Makes me sad. Like there's a, like a, a part of my heart that just like is is so deeply like troubled and sad for these people. It's like I have too much empathy. I'm like, you what happened? What happened to you? <laughs> what? That what is happened? fair. But also ninety day fiance has created it's like its own monster. So first it was ninety day fiance and then it was before the ninety days and then it was ninety day fiance happily ever after. And now like all these people have their own offshoot shows, so there's a family chantal, which honestly in my opinion is the worst thing I've ever seen. I just realized I'm just staring into the middle distance so sad right now. <laughs> like if you looked if anyone saw us, Carmen's chatting and I'm just like This is so sad. You know that music that's like That's that's what's happening. Um, but now there's also, so if I had known, you know, 
a year ago or so that you could make money and have a fuck ton of followers by just talking about 90 Day Fiance. Oh my god. My life would be set, but unfortunately I missed that boat. Did you? The boat is still there. <laughs> but now I'm listening to, there's a couple of guys that I listen to. Um, one is a, his a YouTube page is called Psychology in Seattle. I mean, Catherine watched like a little bit of a clip. Yeah. Uh, Psychology in Seattle is this guy from Seattle, obviously, who, um, He'll do like reaction videos to different reality TV shows. But the first one he started with was 90 Day Fiance because his wife watches 90 Day Fiance and his wife was like, you need to watch this. These people are bananas. So of course he did. And his face the entire time is hilarious. But I highly recommend if you don't want to watch 90 Day Fiance, watch Psychology in Seattle. He'll like review the different couples and he'll be like, this is so dysfunctional. Like what is going on? Like he gets so upset. Um... So I watch that. And then sometimes if I don't have the chance to watch the actual episode, I'll, I'll just keep up with the, um, by watching the, um, there's like people who review the episodes. So I'll just yeah. listen to that. And then I'm like, Oh, I get everything I need. Plus Got the it. craziness. Plus I have all the clips that people post on Instagram anyway. So like, I'm always caught up even if I haven't seen the whole thing. Oh my so I feel like that's been great, but ultimately like I know my taste in TV can often be, I mean, I watch some great shows, but then when it comes to reality TV, it's truly trash. It's real, real trash. And you know, Catherine's still my friend, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those, one for, of those now. Kind of for now. Gonna have an announcement. <laughs> it's just one of those things that I feel like it just like feels. It just. I am a huge fan of escapism in all of its different forms. Be it a Marvel movie or some Star Wars or. 90 day fiance or my big fat gypsy wedding because it is so far away from my reality Catherine. it is so imagine me watching gypsy wedding what i watch gypsy wedding and i'm like you're a 16 year old then watch something to get fantastical like watch something silly or campy why this why this devastating like well you know what Catherine? you know what you can thank my mother Oh, God. Because my mother, despite my mother being the one who, like, judges me constantly for my love of reality TV show, you want to know what the first reality TV show that I watched, besides all of those, like, murder shows that my mom and I watched together from when I was, like, five or six, um, John and Kate plus eight. Oh, my God. Okay, yes. This, oh, my God. So, my mother... This started so long ago. (laughs) Carmen, when we were in, like, was it high school? Even before that. Middle school or whatever, would be watching John John and and Kate Kate plus eight. eight. Which, again... Trash. And why does Kate have um, the, the I want to speak to your manager haircut? She got rid of it after a while, but it took a really long time. But my mother had me watching John and Kate plus eight. And my mom would always talk about how great Kate was and how like, oh my God, like she's so, you know, um, she has everything together and, you know, she has eight kids. Get out of the phone. <laughs> <laughs> eight children. It was just one of those things where, like, my mom would watch it, so then I watch it with Why her. Why did you just I watch Cheaper by the Dozen, Carmen? I don't know. It's not my fault. And then I got invested in it. And then um, the TLC had other reality Can shows. Can I just say TLC, whatever, what is it, the Learning Channel? Yeah, it's the... Learning what, bitch? <laughs> learning what? What are you learning nothing, on the Learning nothing. Channel? Well, it's like A&E. The other issue is that A&E used to be the channel that had all the murder shows. So it had like City Confidential and like American Justice and like, so all the like shows that I watched with my mom. So it, eventually, yeah. eventually, A&E also started showing other reality TV shows. Like A&E famously had Duck Dynasty and other nonsense, which I never watched. I draw the line. You know, I draw, that's my line. Duck Dynasty. Um, but like it had this show called Growing Up Gaudy, which was like the preamble to, I Jersey, to you, Jersey Shore. You talking about that yes, show. it was the preamble to Jersey Shore. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that existed. But it was Victoria Gaudy and her like and her like kids with the spiky hair and all oh. the Jersey Shore looking things and the spray tan. And like so, then I watched that. Like my mom didn't know this because you know I was watching it and I was like, well, I saw this murder show. Now there's Growing Up Gaudy. And then I got very invested in that. In the Gaudi universe? And then it just... In the GCU? Yeah, and then it just went from there. So... I mean, I never watched... My mother and I have... My mother and I have always talked about the fact that her and I refused to watch Toddlers and Tiaras because that was huge on TLC. Yeah. And my mom and I were like, nope, (laughs) can't can't do that one. Um, And then there's also... uh, 20 kids and counting or 19 kids and counting with the fucking brother that turned out to be a child molester. Oh, also not a fan. Can't do that one. I really tried. Like I really tried to watch it. I was like, you y'all are so far off my radar in terms (laughs) of like people. Um, You could even then, even then relate to tiger King. 
and hey, all you cats and kittens, yeah, could not relate. So it's 95,000 kids and counting. No. All right. My John um, and Kate was eight. So eight's the max. Eight is the absolute eight max. Eight is enough. Well, eight is the max if you dress normally and don't make your girls all wear skirts and never cut their hair. Because okay. then you look a little culty. Speaking of cults, we forgot to mention the Mormon people on 90 Day Oh, there's Beyonce. so many Mormons on 90 Day Fiance. Like the guy being like, oh, I have to sleep in a room with my male friend because I can't sleep in a room with you or I might do something. Little does anybody know he's sucking that guy's dick. Probably. Sure. <laughs> no, truly. What Mormon missionary boys are not sucking each other's dicks? I have no idea. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just, this is just so, a PSA. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, so I think, I just think that I've like had the misfortune of like just growing up with some of these shows. I've had the misfortune of knowing you. <laughs> Listen to me. I had to watch Mamma Mia 1 and 2. Um, Mamma Mia 2 was great. We watched it in theaters. It was wonderful. I, so, which means I had to pay for it. It was good. Mamma Mia. When did I watch Mamma Mia 1? We've seen it together. Yeah, we probably have. You, you made it. me watch it. But Mamma Mia 2 is good. Catherine, I was expecting to at least see Cher. You see her. And I see her in the last five minutes. Five she minutes shows up in a helicopter. It's perfect. Jason Manzoukas. <laughs> <laughs> we keep joking that Jason Manzoukas is in Mom Mia too because there's a lot of Greek people in it, but I swear there's one man. And that in looks the just like him. That looks <laughs> just like him. But truly, like, you know, Catherine tri- pushed for me in the middle of me having like bladder pelvic issues <laughs> and like being worried about peeing myself constantly, which is luckily sorting Mama itself out. Mia. Tried to get me to go watch Cats. Oh, yeah, Cats. I went and saw Cats with a co-worker, actually. I literally had, but had a group chat with some friends, and I was like, hey, I'm going to go watch Cats before work. We want to come. And someone did come. And uh, it was real bad. I literally sat there with watching Cats with, like, an expression of just, like, <laughs> confusion on my face. And it was super boring. And also, every song felt like a thousand years. But I'd rather watch Cats that's yeah. fine the See, you have your thing because cats is is like a fever dream you feel kind of oh you know you, you do also feel ill when you watch cats <laughs> but it's a different kind of Ill. i don't like, need any life-size cockroaches in it's my like your it's like you've had some sort of illicit substances or something and you're just like you can't understand where you are what's going on that to me is better than a deeply sad person because here i just see a failure of art or maybe just art and <laughs> Mandy Fiance has none of those benefits. I it's an anthropological study, Kevin. Yeah, um a study in the decline of the American Empire. I and mean, so is cats to be <laughs> <laughs> Woo, that was a bad movie. Um, right, I think that's enough yeah, talking we're about good. this. I'm I really I'm I'm less of a person now than I was before. Fair. I would say. Yeah. Because I've only seen You're clips. welcome. I've only seen clips, and I, um... Ooh. You're sad. I can't believe I had to look at that man's face for so long. Listen, I watched, that whole, I watched that whole ass season. Why, ass why is everyone called Big Ed, by the way? Did Maybe I it's ironic. It's like, you know, it's like Big Sean, that rapper, Big Sean. Apparently, he's real short. He's oh. like 5'8". Well, no, that's not really short. But he's like 5'8", okay. so he's like, oh, 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 how ironic. And there's nothing funny about it. No, no, no. Well, that's... I, I um... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any recommendations? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a broken person. <laughs> oh, I have an update slash recommendation. So my, I mentioned this a, a few episodes ago. My mother and my sister and I are reading the Lord of the Rings out loud. Like, uh, it's like 1940 or something. We have no power. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been reading it. Uh, my sister and I switch off every night reading the chapters. And I'm going to recommend uh, reading The Lord of the Rings. Um, in your head. In your head, please. Do not read it out loud. I gotta say, honestly, so Tolkien is hard to read out loud. I'm like, bitch, what the fuck That's hard to read about? in your head. He's very convoluted. He talks too much about the history of the trees and about, like, the leaves on the a, ground. What happened to those four horses that they had? And I'm like, shut up. And literally, <laughs> this one part we keep joking about where he, like, mentions a road that they could have taken, but then he was like, actually, though, that road was full of forks. So if they had gone that way, they would have died. Why are you telling me? You're telling me, Tolkien, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that being said, oh, 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 oh. This is an update. This is a mini episode in this episode of an update of our Lord of the Rings podcast uh, where we talked about the problematic yes. nature of it. There was a line in the book that took my breath away. Oh, no. It, it was basically called, it was a description of 
the quote-unquote Far Harad. Oh no! And it was described as these Far Harad. Harad, by the way, are like the people from like the South. Yeah. Stuff, so they're like brown people, but I'm guessing the Far Harad are black people because he described them as, I think he said black skin, and then he said that they're like large eyes and their red tongues lolling out of their mouth or something I'll kill like that. Him. And I was like, I'll the kill him. Minstrel show just showed <laughs> up in the Lord of the Ring. I was, I honestly couldn't. I really couldn't. And um, he's mm. trash and fuck him. And it really honestly hurt my heart a little bit. Woo! I mean, I guess it's good that uh, Peter Jackson decided not to put that in. Not to put that. He puts a lot of stuff in, but like he decided to put not to that. And I like that was a, a nice. <laughs> it was a little heartbreaking, but beyond that, still read the Lord of the Rings because it's um, a seminal work of fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's true. As somebody who has read it four times, deeply, deeply charming. You probably haven't even seen that line. You've probably read no, that I, line. You know me. You and know it's me. Disappeared from your mind. Yeah, it's hundred percent. You know it, me. The second she read that line, every single time she's read that, I book, disassociated. She has thrown it out of the brain. I have disassociated. She's thrown it out of her mind. Okay. Um, what would you like to recommend? I would. What would I like to recommend? What was really good recently? Oh, so it's a really depressing movie. <laughs> okay. Um, but it is called uh, The Three Deaths of Maricela something something. So it's on Netflix. I think it just came out a couple weeks ago and it is really sad. But Mexico has a feminist side problem where women are dying constantly all the time in Mexico. And so the movie is about a woman whose daughter was killed by her boyfriend. Oh no. And he still got acquitted even though he said that he did it. Oh god. Um, and the story is about her fight to like get justice, and then how she ended up dying oh, and being murdered. What is this? It's terrible. It was terrible, and like I watched it, but like I liked it because it kind of talked about the corruption and the different reasons as to like why this happens and how like women are really at like the bottom priority and like how they end up being in all these situations in Mexico. And like I think the same goes for Canada. I think it's just like it happens less here. Yeah, and just so, the, the ratios. And stuff. It's just different, and uh, I thought it was a good movie to kind of see different aspects of what's going on, because, like, really, I feel like most of when you hear about death and dying in Mexico, a lot of it is, like, cartel-based, but, like, the assumption is that it's, like, gang violence violence against each other, when, like, oftentimes women are dying, and they're not dying from gang violence, they're dying from intimate partner violence, which I think is something that needs to be talked about, even during the pandemic, like, you know, women all over the world are stuck at home with their abusers. So like Yeah, yeah. But even in Canada yeah, the rates of that have gone up. Have gone up. So there was a there was a message about that in Shoppers Drug Mart. Very strange. Right? Which is a pharmacy in, in, yeah. in Canada, but yeah. Yeah, so that's why I'm just like, mm, this is not great. But it was actually a really good movie. I, I found it really moving. It's the exact opposite of Mind Gay Fiance. I I'm a woman with a many facets. I'm a I'm, I'm a multifaceted lady, what can I say? <laughs> all right so you can find me at anywhere basically at bcc williams on my instagram with lots of pictures of my cats and then things i'm baking and actually very recently a picture of my cat in front of something that i baked so there's me you <laughs> um my instagram is carmen underscore maria 416 um it's not up right now but it'll be back are you catfishing someone is that why it's down yeah Catherine. it's exactly my name is williams actually <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you are yeah. Oh my anyway. god. Okay, and our Instagram is I kill a spider for you, and our um, Instagram is I kill a spider number four letter U, which actually no, our Twitter is I kill a spider number four letter. Our Twitter <laughs> five make me be specific. Our Twitter is I kill a spider number four letter U, and there you can find Carmen on topic, topic talking about a ninety day fiance. So yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Shalom. Like, bye. <laughs> Good night. My mom's listening to this. <laughs> uh, uh, shalom, Elena. <laughs> shalom. <laughs>